Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Isotope Native Instruments and Plugin Alliance are launching a whole bunch of super hot deals for the summer of sound sale. From now until the 6th of July 2023, Isotope are offering all their software for 50% or more off including the comprehensive mixing and mastering bundle Music Production Suite 5, as well as flagship tools like Ozone, RX, Neutron, and more. All things I use to edit this podcast. Visit isotope.com and check out the frankly colossal range of things that you can get at extraordinary prices. And take your mixing and editing to a whole new level. Matt, you know, I've never... Um, I've never really spoken much about some of my sports fears, um, really, but, uh, I've, I've always been afraid of hurdles, right? But I got over it. Great, not a great dad joke. I do apologise. That was. Uh, I, I'm sc- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I'm, I'm scraping the barrel. Why did the drum go to bed? Why it was beat. Oh, <laughs> love it! I, I actually, I was in Waterstones and I saw a book of dad jokes. I should have bought it. I should have oh, bought it for yeah. you. Yes, you should. You should. Have you ever eaten an off sausage? <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, but um, Joe, introduce the podcast. Come on, let's get on with it. <laughs> hello, dear listener. Hello, and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. Hello, Mr. Matt. Hello, dear listener. Welcome back. Welcome to another episode. We've got a whole bunch of guitar stuff to talk about. This week, maybe we'll even do some news. We haven't done news in a little while, and there have ah. been some exciting things. Like we never talked about the Boss ME ninety when it came out. The Walrus slower. There was that new weird electroharmonics flanger that came out. Nineteen eighty one actually put out another pedal. I know, <laughs> amazing. All of those things that we never. Just, we, it's sort of. I feel like the ship sailed on all of those. Now it's it's old news. It's, now. Um, it is amazing that so much stuff still has launched in what yes last year was just a bonkers year this year you know we feel like we've come out the other side of you know a global pandemic just a bizarre 
sort of couple of years, yet nothing feels like it's slowed down. If anything, I feel like it's got even more intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. New releases definitely have. And so has gear acquisition, uh, certainly for me. I certainly feel like I'm a bit more flippantly purchasing uh, at the moment. So yeah, maybe I'm buying into I the hype feel a bit that. more. Yeah, I definitely... Well, I d- actually, I feel like I've bought less, right? I guess, but I have obviously had got some significant new things. But I feel like I've potentially got less this year because almost a bit of like choice overload. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, there's just so much out there. You're like, oh, do I buy this? And then next week, there's something new. You're constantly always waiting. It's like those people that go, oh, I just bought the new iPhone. And there's another iPhone out. And it's like, yeah, you know, they launch them every year. <laughs> um, and it's sort of like, yeah, I know. Electro Harmonics launches a pedal every day. <laughs> um, so I, I, I guess, actually, I think the biggest thing for me, Joe, I don't know if it's the same for you, but have been able to try out less before I buy. Mm. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what definitely. I mean? Like, not as close to a store. Well, you moved out of London, you know, so that's... I did. Uh, that, that but then again, like, the amount of, like, gear that's online that you see, and then actually it takes a long time to go and try it. Like, you know, we, yeah. some of the old new old Blood Noise or even, like, Chase Bliss... You can't go and try it in a store. They sell direct and they're made to order. Well, that's it. You and I, and as well as most of our listeners, most of the community, if you're really into guitar stuff, you probably like a bunch of boutique stuff, especially when it comes to pedals. Mm. And an awful mm. lot of pedals that are boutique brands sell direct, mostly. You know, there's that uh, they're not going to be available in shops. I mean, it would be impossible for shops to stock the broad range of brands that are available out there when it comes yeah. to yeah. things like that. So, um yeah, I don't know. There was there was a company at one point. I don't know if it still exists. So I'm going to Google it right now. I think they were called Pedal Genie. Right. Oh, is, this... was it like renting pedals? Or yeah, something like I think it's a US company. People have tried that because there was that company that uh, spot. They were like the first ever sponsor of Guitar Nerds, weren't they? There was yeah. uh, when Matt was when Mark was in charge of it, and uh, I can't remember what they were called, but there was a. We, we did something with them, didn't we? Yeah, no, Pedal Genie. They're based in the US. They're a subscription service for guitar pedals. So you've got three different levels, $22, $47, or $77 a month. Right. Basically, play three pedals at a time, exchange whenever, or play one pedal at a time, exchange whenever, play one pedal at a time, keep it as long as you want. Um, mm. I just... Uh. I don't know if that's what I want. I don't yeah. know if I want to pay for the privilege of that. No. Or like, No, I don't want to give those things back. I like subscription services to things. I pay for a subscription service to a whiskey uh the uh company that that send me a, a two bottles of whiskey every quarter. Right. Um but I get to drink the whiskey. You know, I don't have to give it back. Do you know, I just that that's the bizarre thing about subscription services, isn't it? Like what you can subscribe to and what's available to you direct in the post. And I just feel that guitar pedals or anything guitar related just doesn't work. Unless you gave people them, unless you said monthly subscription, a hundred quid, and you get a pedal. Mm. Every, but what's the advantage over just going out and buying the pedal? Yeah. This, yeah. This, it doesn't work. 
Yeah, I think they're just there needs to be a guitar pedal only superstore somewhere uh-huh. easily accessible to my house that I own that yeah. <laughs> has all of the pedals I want. I think that's why I was so impressed when um, there's a store in Paris called La Pedale. Um, and they're part of the. <laughs> the it sounds part. like you're making up the name of a French yeah. guitar shop. Oh, they're called La Guitar. <laughs> um, and they basically, it's, it's quite a small store, but it, they only sell guitar pedals. Right. Uh, right. And I went to another one, I think in Sweden, called These Go to 11. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, I know that. Is another well, one. we've got Joe's Pedals over here. We have got we? Joe's Pedals, although Joe's Pedals don't have a physical store. No, they don't have bricks and mortar. Um, do, does do the United States of America have anything? Do they have one? Do you, dear listener, I, if you're American? I think America's too big. That's like saying, uh, is there a guitar shop in Europe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen the pictures of Sweetwater. Sweetwater's like huge guitar, like effects area is pretty pretty right. crazy but i think that's why i like going to and i want to get back into guitar shows and i was looking through my diary joe and um i was like wow i've got i'm going somewhere for work every week for the next month then i'm on holiday for a couple of weeks then i come back then we're then we're basically going out to germany it's yeah. almost guitar summit and i'm just going to save all my pennies for guitar summit lovely i'm i am yeah i really uh, i've been very i've made a couple of purchases even this week which we'll talk about shortly but um you know I'm, I, I definitely need to stop and save stuff because i really want someone at guitar summit to talk me into something amazing i want to put down a deposit mm. or something or at least buy a pedal there yeah um annoy, annoyingly i'm actually i might be going out to berlin the week or two weeks before as well to go see AMA. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm going to be in and in and out of Germany for <laughs> for most oh, of September. Well, at least you get a nice little bit of travel, and Germany yeah. is a wonderful place, isn't it? Just yeah, it is. exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, new stuff, new stuff. Oh, this. Uh, so uh, this I mentioned it on the group, but Matt, look, and dear listeners, listen. It's, I got my uh, my Berkeley D40 acoustic, a nineteen seventy five built Japanese, uh, basically Guild D40 copy, and it's great. A fifty year old, awesome looking guitar. You know, still solid mahogany back and tides, solid spruce top. It's uh, it's it's amazing, gorgeous. really, isn't it? It is. You know how they were. Or how anyone, I guess, people still get away with crazy things today. Um, But especially the stuff coming out of Japan, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Like, it wasn't cheap. You know, they were great guitars. And effectively, you know, if you're willing to look past the brand name, you can get a lot of guitar, a lot of guitar for the money. Um, I mean, what did you pay for that? I think we talked about it, 299 299 with a hard, a hard case. case. Yeah. You yeah. Know. So, I mean, that's pretty <laughs> pretty impressive, really. Um, really not bad for something that will be, you know, it's a gorgeous-sounding, well-set-up 50-year-old acoustic that I can play forever now. Has I it been the- well-played? Like, has it has have people, like, can you tell it's had a bit of a life or is it just something that's appeared? Because my other fear with products like that or guitars like that is that they haven't been played. 
So they've just been stored. Mm. Yeah. And then, but also, <coughs> how do they, how did Japanese guitars at that point get over here? Were people importing them at that point? Because they couldn't point, get fenders, or well, was it people were, bringing them back over? There were, yes, they were uh, export models. Japan made a lot for their for their own market, mm. but there were export models as well. And in fact, a lot of shops in the in the early days of this were because there weren't, you know, distributors, wholesale mm. distributors mm. necessarily holding on to a bunch of stock and then filtering out to stores like like there is today mm. um there were things like uh, i think i spoke about it when i purchased a fairy tale jazz bass recently the brand is fairy tale and it yes. was they were greco built but they were fairy tale was a name g- given to uh that that was the name on the headstock provided by a genevan guitar shop that were buying them in specifically to be sold in their shop so there are hardly wow. any of them out there just for that one shop and they wanted a they wanted a name that looked more like Fender on the headstock, basically. Right. So they had Fairy Tale in very much a Fender script. Um, so funny. Yeah, but it's I, I, I love all this. It's just amazing, you know. Obviously, we have great quality guitars today. Indonesia really stepping up. China's making incredible stuff. The Squire Classic vibe range, and we're, we're always raving about companies like Jet making amazing yeah. affordable guitars. But you know, that make no mistake, we're going, wow, these guitars are so good in comparison to what Chinese and Indonesian guitars were like 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. When we look at Japanese guitars from the 70s and 80s, it's like these are as good as the US-built guitars that are selling for, you know, 10 times the price in some cases just because of the name on the headstock and the origins behind them. The, the mm. Japanese stuff was reverse-engineered to perfection. In yeah, many cases, yeah, and and in some, and I think in some ways, probably perfected, you know, because I just I just know, especially working for a Japanese company, like the level of detail they go yeah. into. So I can imagine that you know what they were going into at that point. So yeah. I'd imagine you know it'll be a great guitar, and it's had fifty years worth of playing in. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. It just sounds fantastic. I just need to, I need to fit a pickup now. Which um, which always requires drilling out the tail pin, which uh, is a oh, frightening. <laughs> best left to uh, Mr. Mr. Graham Wheeler. Yes, I'm going to send it to Graham Wheeler to do it. I was like, well, I have the pickup. I have a couple of good acoustic pickups. I've got a nice Fender one that's a sound hole pickup. I've got another one that's like a Fishman one that's got like two things. So one's like a goes under the bridge, one goes mm. under the sound hole. I don't know. But you obviously have to drill out the tail pin and replace it with a jack input there and i was like well it's just one bit of drilling but <laughs> it's it's a one bit of drilling that has to be done very accurately and carefully so uh i think yeah I will, yeah I uh, and also it's just <laughs> how easy it would be to just for it to crack or catch do you yeah, know what i mean it's yeah. like there's some things best left untouched <laughs> and i feel yeah. that is definitely one of them Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, uh, Matt, you've uh, you've been getting a little bit involved in um, in purchasing raffle tickets. Oh, uh, who doesn't love a a raffle? This um, this feels like a slippery slope. Um, well, we're going to talk about now. Yes, and this no. is gambling. I have. I mean, I've already lost so much money on the women's World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Basically, for a long time, if you're in the UK, that is, there has been, or there was at one point, lots of adverts for something called Guitar Gear Giveaway, which, to be honest, I sort of just scrolled past and dismissed because they were like, well, we're giving away a Les Paul for one ninety nine, or... And you see those and you just think, in today's scam. world, everything, like especially if you're my dad, everything is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But interestingly, I decided to give Guitar Gear Giveaway another look in recently because my dad does something similar. There's a company based near where I live um, in the UK called Bridge Classic Cars. And they basically sell uh, classic cars, but they also have a bunch they give away. They give away like one a month. And you're effectively... Bridge Classic Cars. Yeah, I think it's Classic Car Auctions. Yeah. And effectively, you, they have a car for sale. Say, for example, it's, uh, I think they've got like an Aston Martin DB7 on there. They've got a 1934 Morris 8 on there at the moment. Convertible, which is the, I think they're called the Tourer when it, when it doesn't have a roof. Very cool. Nine pounds a ticket. Yeah. So basically, you've got an Aston Martin and there's, 3,000 tickets and the tickets cost 9.99 and then they basically put it into a random number generator online and if your number comes up you win and actually uh, Christmas before last my dad actually did win and he won a 1974 VW Beetle um, <laughs> oh dear wow poor guy <laughs> so uh, yeah so he, he won that and it was like you know a concourse winner it's like all been refurbished you know it's like a a proper legitimate business right and uh and i don't know why i thought of it again but they were talking about this guitar gear giveaway with um someone we used to work with and they've been helping them out selling them gear and i was like yeah i'm just gonna have a look and they had a bunch of cool guitars on there and i was like you know what i'm gonna give it a go so if you're in the uk guitar gear giveaway um, so they've literally just announced a competition today. Uh, Gibson Custom Shop Les Paul Custom in Alpine White, £3.68 a ticket, 1,999 tickets. And uh, you can buy up to 80 tickets if you really wanted to. And effectively, um, a couple times a week, they do a live draw on, on uh, YouTube. And if your raffle number comes up, you win a guitar. So you could potentially wow. win a guitar for £3.68. Part of the... Um, reason that i decided to do it was there was a couple of things on there that i thought looked very cool one was a marshall fridge i thought you know every person who's got an office needs a marshall fridge uh but also the 2023 tom delong signature strat surf green yeah i mean a license to print money to print (laughs) single humbucker money that tom delong everyone wants one limited edition no doubt it's going to be crazy money in the future and i thought you know what for 199 and a one out of 1500 chance i am going to try and win tom delong i did not you did not win what what finish was the tom delong surf green do they call Mm. it surf green or has he got a funny yeah there's a surf green there's surf green i think daphne or sonic blue and um there's black and graffiti yellow, which is the one to get. Is it? Is that the colour that everyone wants, is it? Well, I think so, just because it's never been released in graffiti yellow before. Basically, when you know, the original time round, around when when Tom DeLonge was playing the um the 
the Stratocast for the Tom DeLong Strat the first time right. around, there was like a photo shoot of him with a yellow with a graffiti yellow one. There's right. never been one available. And then occasionally it would come out at a show, this one graffiti yellow version of the strat, but it was never a production model. It was never something you could get. So I've certainly seen people refinishing them in the past to graffiti yellow, but they were only ever available in the uh the Daphne or Sonic Blue, I can never remember which one. And right. Surf Green. And then later when Blink did their emo phase um it it was available in black with a black plate but never in graffiti yellow so it coming out this time in graffiti yellow is incredibly cool i saw jason wharton had uh got himself a graffiti yellow one it looked absolutely fantastic yeah i'm guessing they're sort of like all sold out i don't know it looks like there are some places that have stock available Rich Tone in the music. Look, rich, rich Tone in the music. Rich Tone music seemed to have one in graffiti yellow. Yeah. Um, I know that, that, uh, that um, Merchant City Music certainly got a load in, mm-hmm. but I assume they, they sold pretty quickly. Um, I, th- I think the black one looks pretty rubbish, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, well, yeah, but I, really I thought the other colours looked pretty cool. Um, but... This is a big thing. This is a big thing, especially for you, right, Joe? This, this <laughs> the Tom DeLong coming back in because yeah. that guitar, the previous version had like peaked out as some crazy money, right? On oh yeah, on on reverb. Just I think as he'd come back into the band, and I guess interest had peaked back in 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 them, and and the people who liked them then, who still like them now, have disposable income, <laughs> and they were like, now is the time to... Yeah. Uh, it's smart, it's smart isn't it? Them. Yeah. All the people who were 16 when Enema of the State came out are now 40, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, so, yeah, um, times. so, yeah, so I didn't win, but... Right. Joe, you could maybe say why this is the one that you should buy. Well, it is now. it is a fantastic guitar. So we're talking about a so if you don't know about the Tom DeLong Stratocaster, dear listener, it is um it's a single humbucking stratocaster with a perloid plate, the finishes mentioned, and a single Seymour Duncan invades the highest output humbucker. I think that Seymour Duncan made certainly the most ridiculous looking with their huge bolt pole pieces in there. Um, so very, very distorted, very driven humbucker, just a volume control, no other switching, no tone, no funny pickup push-pull things or anything like that, just a master volume. 70s headstock, very slim profile neck, rosewood board, proper rosewood. They've gone for some big proper saddles this time. Um, I'm not yeah, I noticed that. So it's proper um, – so this time round, it's the – I mean, we haven't seen these saddles for a long time, but these are effectively the saddles that were on like old American standards, right? These are like yeah. the solid um, block saddles. I don't actually know if there's another guitar they put them on now. Hmm, I don't know, and it's it is a it's a hard tail as well. Um, worth worth noting, dear listener. So it's a. Mm. Um, so a, a proper punk rock machine. I, I think it's just the picture, but the picture on the website looks like it's got bronze strings on it. It definitely <laughs> can't have bronze strings on it. No, that that's, be, that's just going to be that the would just be madness. Yeah. Um, I don't well, know what it is. I don't know if it's the humbucker in the bridge, just the right. humbucker in the bridge with the plain plate. But it kind of looks like a mini guitar. I don't know if you know <laughs> really? what I mean. It's like when you look at it, like face on. 
profile. I'm just like, why does it look like it's so sh- the neck is so short? <laughs> I yeah. think that's just um, the just the perspective of it. But actually, yeah. you know, what's this twelve nine nine made in Mexico? Yeah, uh, which is kind of about standard. I for was these seeing a few people now. sort of bulk at those sort of prices, but that does seem to be where Fender are pitching their Mexican made stuff at the moment. You've got to I remember now, it, yeah. an American made Fender is eighteen nineteen hundred pounds now, so. Uh, I guess you know that's yeah that's twelve. I mean twelve nine nine. I can't remember an artist. I mean, there's been a couple recently. But I can't remember when we worked in GAC if there would have ever been a Mexican built artist guitar that would have been that much money. Maybe nine nine nine. The Joe Strummer yeah. might have been ten nine nine. Yeah, when when we were there. But you're going back, like you know, you're you're thinking twenty I mean, like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, around that sort of time. Mm. Uh, you know, even then, there's that's late for the Blink models, obviously, but. Yeah, it's you. You were looking at seven nine nine eight nine nine for most Mexican fenders, no matter what they were. Um, so it's it's a it's a it's a lot of money, isn't it? But the the you know I, I made this point to someone about an, another guitar on on there. If the if the components and the hardware and everything are good, if they're using good stuff, mm. does it matter where it's put together? Absolutely. By the same staff. Let's remember, dear listener, that half-hour drive you have between the US uh, factory and the Mexican factory and the fact that the same staff work at both places. It's uh, all, all that we're talking about is parts. There's a, build quality is not a thing. I'm, I'm aware that national pride is probably a thing for the Americans on, on you know, an American-made guitar, but certainly no one else cares well, about that. Well, you know, I think I've got an Ed O'Brien, um, which was made in mexico but it's obviously got american pickups you know the what i mean as a guitar it's he plays that same one and it's amazing and yeah. tom Long's playing that one it's not like as far as i'm aware he's playing a custom shop one and then mm. going out and there's a bunch of mex i'm sure they made him some custom shop ones <laughs> yeah um yeah. but you're right i mean looking here fender american ultra lux strat mm. 2149 now um and that's the kind of and then you've got the american ultra like yeah hss then 1999 wow. and then you go into vintage american vintage 2 1899 american professional which i think is the kind of plus model now do they have a standard um american professional 2 is 1699 yeah and then i think that's kind of that's kind of it, really. Yeah, that's, that's where we are with Fender. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, it is definitely very expensive now to get a Mexican-made guitar. I'm not I'm not arguing that. I just think that that is sort of where Fender have... May, maybe people need to get over the, uh, you know, name on the headstock-ness of it, of it all and, and go for maybe something like a, a vintage, as in the brand vintage, who, you know, make fantastic high-quality well, I mean, Fender-like guitars for, you know, 400 quid. It's the same as what we were saying about your acoustic. I think yeah. if you can get if if you can look past the name on the headstock, I'm not saying that all guitars, you know, there are definitely some bad guitars out there, but sometimes, yeah, if you can look past the name on the headstock, actually, you get an amazing guitar for the for the money. You know, yeah. you really, really do. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've got one, two. Yeah, I mean, I've got Mexican guitar, Mexican Fenders, Japanese Fenders. And Mexican, just Japanese. Oh, and an American one. Hmm. And I mean, they all play 
with a good setup, they will play basically exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. That's it. There is there is a lot less in it these days. Um, mm. I want to talk, by the way, on the subject of Mexican vendor. I want to talk about this little uh, our, our old shop, Matt Knight, a GAC exclusive um, Fender Vintera fifties tribute Stratocaster in road worn black. So maple neck, black. Your know, gorgeous nitro worn black with those with the wear in just the right places. Single ply black guard, white pickups. Road worn Fender. Well, you know the road worn series are amazing. Twelve hundred quid, one one nine nine. How do you feel about that price point? I'm just trying to. F- I'm just trying to find it. Uh, Gak, oh, sorry. Let me Gak send you a little. Also, uh, also have Tom along in black in stock. If I was going to buy one, I think it would have to be Daphne Blue. I think mm, that's fair the best enough. One. Fair enough. Um, I've, uh, I've popped you a little link to the Fender exclusive. Oh, I was also just having a look at some of the signatures because they've also got Corey Wong, but the Corey Wong is very expensive. I was just trying to have a look if it was made in America or not. The Corey Wong is two four four nine. I don't like it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's um, not a nice colour. But that's the Daphne blue one. Oh, not it's the, oh, he, his he, new limited one with the rosewood. Oh, yes, board. of course. Yeah. Um, which I realise has got a strange neck heel on it. Um, I think that one must be American built for that money. That would be crazy money if it was Mexican I'm sure built, it's American built at that price point. I'm sure um, it's basically an ultra or something like that. Yeah. Because uh, he wants that hi-fi sound, doesn't he? Now... This one here, so Fender exclusive Vintera 50s tribute road worn black is, yeah, is very Strat. cool. Basically, yeah. you will never be able to afford, let's put it straight, me, you, <laughs> most people on this podcast will now never be able to afford a David Gilmore yeah. signature custom shop because they no longer make them. And secondhand, they're already going for somewhere between 10 and 15,000 pounds. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, Having played a couple, I mean, 
I am a big Pink Floyd fan. I listened to three Pink Floyd records today. Um, <laughs> and I remember playing the Custom Shop one, and I would never pay that money for the Custom Shop one because it was a very, very vintage feeling guitar, you know, right. certainly in the neck profile. Um I was hoping this one might be slightly different, but no, they've also kept the 7.25. 7.5, which is what I want. Is that not what you want? Great if you play chords. <sighs> not so good if you play the old leads. Uh, well, I mean, John Mayer would say otherwise, and that's fine. That's John Mayer. Um, but my uh, Paisley, 88 Paisley made in Japan, so that's 7.25. And I always find... I struggle a little bit more on that on lead stuff compared to the other guitars I've got. I mean, I would always have, whenever I spec custom shop, I would always like vintage look and feel, but I liked the, uh, the nine, nine and a half to 12 loser no. or, Ugh, the to seven 12. A, or the seven and 7.25 to nine and a half okay. is always pretty good. So you get 7.25 down at the, that, I could get nut, behind that. Nine I could and get a half behind at the top. Um, but this is a very, very cool guitar. Get your EMGs in that, Joe. And well, it's got well custom away. shop fat fifties in there anyway. Just oh, that is actually bat. pretty impressive, isn't it? You know, custom shop fat fifties, nitro finish with a nitro Ooh. finish. It's a shame that, I mean, it basically makes me think of the old road warns, which were such killer. But killer they go guitars. for a grand. This is only two pounds more for a brand new guitar. I know. Um, Hey, I think, Certainly, if you're after that look and feel, that is a very, very cool guitar yeah. to go for, I think. Yes. Yeah. Trent, they... if you really need another guitar, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely don't. Well, sort of on that on that Pink Floyd, uh on that Pink Floyd um conversation, I I did pick up finally a uh, a Roger Waters, a Fender Roger Waters uh, precision bass. I know, dear listener, I shared that I was like looking for one a few weeks ago on the group and I, I got a little bit of stick because of course Roger Waters is you know coming under a little bit of stick at the moment for being a you know such a an outspoken fella who has some questionable opinions hey you know i love pink floyd but he is a little bit old man shouts at cloud he is he's very much that he's very much that but you know that 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 certainly uh that doesn't make this guitar any less uh fantastic so um so i and i've, I've always wanted one because because it's great i should have bought one when they came out in the shop and i was like wow oh, this is kind of all the best bits but yeah, for me, I was like, yeah, this is this is a, a, a really gr- the best version of a precision bass because it's fifties style, so fifty specs. You get that massive big maple neck that you have to take off the body to adjust the truss rod. I love that. Already had to do that, you know, when when it turned up. So uh, you know that that was fine. Love that. I've got, I've got one of the Mexican fifties ones from like twenty twelve when they came out, and I'm fine doing that on that. So so sorted out the neck, brass nut. Seymour Duncan quarter pounders, quarter pounder precision bass pickup in there, which is the same pickup I have in my fifties um, P bass anyway. And yes, black single ply black guard, basically the bass version of the David Gilmore, essentially. Um, yeah, although I think this bass, this bass must have come first i don't know actually no time. they're saying the finish is based that's back to the classic wall period of the 70s late 70s early 80s um 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the history on it. I've seen a review here from 2018, but I'm sure they came out before 2018. They, they definitely came out before 2018. Yeah. 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 But either way, it sounds fantastic. It's great. And it's got me in a good position because I'm now like, oh, well, I have my 50s one, which sounds very much like this. And I have this one that just looks amazing and is very cool and lovely. So, that, well, if I've got these two bases. That's your main base and your backup base. So I want to sell everything else. All the <laughs> other bases are going. All keeping, the bases. Yeah. I'm keeping the Fidelity one jazz base. I have six jazz bases and uh, and these two P bases. Everything else is going. I can't. I couldn't even. You know, if we were doing a quiz of Joe's gear, I couldn't name you the six jazz bases that you have. You, no. Yeah. No. Um, but I have put it into to reverb, and there's a really cool classic series fifties P bass in black mm. for six hundred pounds. What's the difference between those ones and the gold anodized guard on that one? I think that's um, that's that's a, that's a that's a aftermarket guard. That's not standard. No. No. no the the gold anodized guard is what they came with. Oh, was it? I just don't yeah. know. There's some screws missing for some reason. Oh, right. Uh, I think um, I think that one actually belongs to Johnny Dibble, uh, who's the you know, a friend of mine, a, a, a bass YouTuber. Oh, well, <laughs> that would make sense considering it's being sold by a guy named Johnny at Johnny's Gear Emporium. <laughs> right. Yes, that, that does make <laughs> so sense. So I'd imagine that's him. Well, that's exactly what I got, Matt. That that base is the other one that I got, which, which you, um, yours was refinished in nitro, right? That's yeah, that's right. So I bought it in Fiesta Red, tame Fiesta Red with gold anodized plate, bought in twenty twelve. Really didn't like the. It was just a bad Fiesta Red. So lovingly bought for me by my girlfriend before I worked at um, GAC back when I lived in Chichester, which, dear listener, is this awful little. Uh, uh, sort of village oh, town not that bad uh, i went to university there so i you know only bad things to say about it when you stay in a place for that amount of time that's that small you learn to hate it but yeah anyway so my girlfriend bought it at gac from krista franks you know and uh, before we before any of us knew each other and uh took it all the way back on the train all, walked all the way back to our flat all the way with this case banging into the back of her head because the base is so big and she's about five foot tall you know so it's uh, <laughs> l- lovingly purchased for me but yeah i never got on with the I tried all these basically things. Like, the case and went, what is this? <laughs> That's what you've just described, Joe. Your yeah, yes. amazing, your amazing partner yeah. buying you this base, carrying it all the way home, and you're basically yeah. going, "I'm too busy <laughs> to really care about this base." Thanks. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yes, I had it refinished in a nitro two tone sunburst by Graham Wheeler, and it was amazingly, gorgeously done. Um, and I had him put Seymour Duncan quarter pounders in there at that time as well. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, that base has had several different plates throughout its time. Um, the quarter pounders came out and some lollers went in for a short period. Then the quarter pounders went back in. I've put ashtray covers on it. It's, I've changed bridges a few times. I've gone back to the original bridge now. The only thing that's changed now is it's got a single ply black plate and the nitro finish. Oh, and I, 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 um, wireballed the back of the neck to make it satin as well because it's a gloss neck which now i love but you know back when i was in a playing this thing in a disco band i needed speed oh yeah uh, i forgot that (laughs) yeah i forgot you did that um don't think i ever saw that band live but no there you go yes before we were proper (laughs) friends yeah um But talk, talking just quickly there, Joe, Joe very, very finished, I should just give a, a shout out to, um, and because you also mentioned the brand there about your other bases, but Fidelity, did we talk about the fact that 
they also do refinish as a service. I don't know if they want to shout this out in case everyone suddenly goes, can you refinish my guitar? But a friend of mine, a friend of yours, Mr. Vince, um, he is having his Jazzmaster refinished. And uh, yeah, they offer electric guitar or bass body in a nitro finish 295, including that. That includes primer, colour, and a clear top coat. Very reasonable. Uh, you can also have the neck redone uh, for 150. Um, you can also have a set neck guitar, acoustic guitar, and an acoustic neck um, all redone. And I was like, oh. That's a great idea. I've got so many great colours that I would love a guitar to be in. But I, I, to be honest, I don't feel like I've got a guitar that I would strip and refinish um, and then, yeah, and pay to be it refinished. So what I need to do is buy a cheap guitar and then spend more money on than I probably spend on a guitar getting matt to uh to refinish it i think yeah i mean we've seen obviously from the quality of the fidelity guitars just how amazing his nitro mm. finishes are mm. um actually matt it is funny you mentioned that um that matt does have a base of mind that he is refinishing for me at the moment i don't know oh, well, there I you go <laughs> it's uh i bought a japanese 62 P base, well, the 62 reissue P bases, um, but it had already been refinished badly in like a sonic blue and then relicked appallingly. Like, a, oh, it, looked like no. the guy had, it looked like the guy had taken his keys to it, you know, and sort of, oh, it was just so bad. But oh, with the finish no. was awful. I think he'd done it himself. So it was sort of a, it almost looked brush strokey the, right. the finish it was very bad i think it's 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 not an easy skill no. uh it's not an easy skill at all no. um although saying that i do have a relict my baja is relics which i bought off a customer uh when i used to work in uh gak and the relic job is incredible really um yeah but it's, it's all about the lacquer checking for me with a mm, relic job i don't need it to be too much to avert to over the top i just need that quality lacquer checking yeah no this because it's i don't think the barhas the barhas weren't nitro but right. it definitely has relic really well like chips and dings and stuff Lovely. like that um but what finish are you having it done in? Uh, Olympic white. I've gone for Olympic white. Because um, I've got this gorgeous, like, old um, Fender P-Base scratch plate that's parchment, but lovelily aged. Um, right. And I just think that on, like, a, a like a am going heavy relic, so a heavy relic Olympic white um, P-Base, 62 P-Base, with that, it's got a gorgeous, thick rosewood, ne- uh, rosewood board, right. like, gloss neck. Um, so it, I think it's going to look great when I get it back. It'll be a lovely, so, almost it's, it's the opposite. It's the opposite of the, uh, Roger Waters, which is of course, black, black guard, maple neck. So, so how many bases in total do you now own? Joe? Well, I'll be honest with you. I forgot about that one until we <laughs> mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> until the debt collectors start knocking on your door being like, you've got to pay me for this thing. I've just refinished. Yeah. You've sort of forgotten how many. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't isolate bases. I don't know. There's five on that rack in there, four on that rack there, one, two, seven on the rack outside the door. Uh, there's four at T 
Tim's in the guitar in the polymath lockup, and there's a few dotted around my friend's studios. But I'm not sure. I'm still. I'm getting rid of them all. Everything's going. Everything must go. I'm keeping two P basses, one jazz bass, and the Fidelity. I've got to pick what guitars I'm picking. What I'm keeping. I think it's going to be the Juno, the Grez, obviously. And then I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else. I think I feel like I need to buy either a Telecaster or a Strat. Have All they, this talk um, of Strats recently has made me very straight, but I don't think I'd ever play a Strat live, and I think I would play a Tele live. Have they started work on um, our custom Grez, the neck pickup baritone? <laughs> they said that's, that's what I want. I, I forgot about that as well. Barry said he would start around June, July, didn't he? I, I need I to give so. him a shout, find out find out how he's getting along. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> come on. Where, where's that? Joe's yeah. selling everything, so I'll, I'll have it. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. do you know what I've been meaning to do, actually, talking of just selling stuff um, before we, we move on? I, I don't know about you, Joe, but I since I got into collecting, I wouldn't say collecting records. I just like buying records as a... Right. Uh, that's how I like to consume my music, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, I have registered and logged every record I've bought on Discogs. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and you can do the same on Reverb, and I've been meaning to do that with everything. I think when I move, what? I'm going to do that with everything I've got because it also gives you a value on your gear, what? which is obviously you can, very handy. You could for- register your gear, as in not to sell. You could just register that you own certain things on Reverb. You can. If you That's go amazing. to I did not know this. If you go you to that, my collection, uh, you can add all of your gear on there. And what's what's really interesting is you can every time you buy something on reverb, you can just click add to my collection. Oh. And it would just oh, add yeah, to your I could collection. add your strap plus. <laughs> I'm all yeah. Um so basically you find an item that's similar to yours and then you just go add to my collection and then it oh gives you God. an estimate value of your collection in your local currency based oh. on the um lowest and highest price sold. This is so exciting. I'm gonna do this and then I'll know how much money I have potentially wrapped up in oh, is that a good or a bad thing? Well I'm I think sure it's I uh, do you know what? I think it's a good thing uh, because What's nice is it's already on there, ready to go. And if you decide you want to sell something, you basically just you click sell it. and yeah. you put the listing on there and away you go. Wow, that is a fun, fantastic feature. Uh, so I need to do that at some point. Um, so we will get there eventually. Hmm, okay. Hopefully. So Matt, how is your um, how is your sort of strat odyssey at the moment? You're an owner of three great strats at the moment you've got your 80s you've got your 80s paisley strat you've got your um uh what's his chops ed o'brien and you've got the plus i I, you wrote down in our list of things that you're missing your gold sparkle you starting to think about custom shop strats do you know i was just thinking about it i guess it leads on from (laughs) registering your gear on reverb (laughs) and actually uh, at some point i would love to just write down or remember everything i've ever owned and i remember selling a bunch of stuff at one point uh i think that's where i probably sold the strap plus originally because i bought um from a good friend and uh ex-customer um when i was at gack a 1964 master design greg fessler 
strat in gold sparkle um and it was one of the first ones where they were starting to do specific guitars um i think it was like you know they're trying lots of new things with the custom shop and this master design they did two they did master design and master built so you could buy the same guitar just built master built by greg fessler or you could do the design from greg fessler made in the like custom shop team factory and uh, this came with like a dvd and a book and it was based off a guitar from a really rare book called the galaxy of strats right and the galaxy of strats is considered the vintage strat bible for which the custom shop took a lot of its early inspiration for vintage guitars and the relicking and stuff like that as well so this was a relict gold sparkle strat which i played for ages i also put a set of david gilmore pickups on there from a different company not emg uh and i and i just remembered how good that guitar was because i saw a similar gold sparkle strap for sale up on reverb um and i just thought man i've owned some really good guitars and why don't i still you know when you just sort of remember you've owned something (laughs) and you're like oh i'll play that and you're like no wait i don't own that guitar um and uh yeah i was just thinking i just want i just want all the strats i just want all the strats they come in all the best colors all the best solid colors i need a rosewood strat i need all sorts of strats um and it just made me think about that and I was like, I really, really miss that guitar. I think it was on Reverb. I think it's Coda. Now, Coda always have great guitars. Um, they've got a gold sparkle matching headstock 61 Jazzmaster, heavy relic. Uh, they've also got, which was similar to what I had, which is a Custom Shop 65 right. gold sparkle... Yeah, so they've got a Custom Shop 65 Journeyman relic in Gold Sparkle. So mine was probably what they would consider like a light relic, um, which had a rosewood board on it. And it's like a thick flake Gold Sparkle. It's not like a gold colour. It's like proper, you know, there's some some big old flakes of sparkle in there. Yeah. And um, I just go, I'm never, you know, secondhand this 65 journeyman relic is 3299 i mean i think i paid for mine second hand at the time i mean it was from a mate but still mm. obviously he didn't want to like give it away i think i paid 1800 pounds <laughs> and i think the guitar knew at the time was like 2899 you know it's just we i know things are more expensive we can't go oh, oh things are too yeah, yeah. i get it I absolutely get it, but I'm just like, it's one of those things where you go, yeah, never going to be able to afford that, am I? <laughs> Every, I you know, pay more for a second-hand one than I paid for a second-hand one you know, many, many moons ago. Yeah. Um, but I just, I've just been looking at strats a lot recently. And I'm just like, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're excellent. Yeah. And I just want more <laughs> strats. I think it's probably because I've got a guitar rack behind me which is all pink guitars, and then the last three are three strats. And I'm like, you know what looks better than one type of the same guitar? It's like two of the it's same lots guitar. lots of them, yeah. And yeah. you know what looks better than two? It's like three. <laughs> so I can imagine if you've got like five or six jazz basses, you know, all of them lined up, it's going to look pretty good. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what got me into this mess. Now, I mean, I did that thing where I bought loads of strats last year. I had the or a couple of years ago now. I think I had three or four at, at, at one point, just because I wanted a sixties one. Then you want something that's fifty spec, and then I got a couple of fifty spec. They're they're all very good. I got a road one one, which was lovely. Any, anyway, I, obviously, I, I sold them all. What's missing from your strat collection then? Because I guess are all your strats maple necked. They are. So right. I'm missing a rosewood. Right. I'm missing a rosewood board strat, and I don't know if I necessarily want to go vintage, as it oh, were. Really? But I just, I just want a cool color, <laughs> right? rosewood neck strap i think is what i really want um you want like a you want another modern strap basically would it, would it have to be fender i i don't think so i but mean it obviously have to be, it would have to actually be a strap by someone else it couldn't be like a close approximation like no i you know, think like it, it, it could, it could like be a strap by someone else i'd want it to look like a strap because then it doesn't look like the other ones which is you know, right I purely see. you could get like you could get like a sir or something like that for yeah example. oh yeah absolutely i think um you know, going back to the Mexican ones we talked about with Tom DeLong and others, you know, there's some cool Japanese fenders out there. We talked about them a mm. lot, I think, last week or the week before with the Strat Plus. Um, and I just think, you know, that's that's what I'm kind of saving for slash hoping for in the future is something like that. Right. Uh, maybe getting back out to Japan at some point, seeing what's limited and unique i know for example like anston's have the limited edition made in japan hybrid strats they did like an hss yes. with the roasted neck yeah they look fantastic um you know you can get some sort of like not crazy money ones on reverb for example there's a 40th anniversary strat from the fujigen factory in like 94 oh, um nice. in like an olympic white which looks very cool with a rosewood neck um so i don't know yeah i kind of feel i've got I'm not that fussed if it's American, Mexican, or even some of the... I've been looking at like a bunch of the old squires, um, you know, even recent ones, but some of the more sort of like more vintage squires and some of the yeah. earlier MIJ ones. And I was just like, yeah, something like that, something cool with a bit of history. Um, but I definitely think that Fender Japan are making some seriously cool stuff that we don't get to see yeah yeah i um i agree but uh which i guess joe kind of neatly goes into another topic that i i wanted to to bring up that we wanted to talk about which was kind of a new story it's not super new by any means but it is definitely something's very cool and i don't think i've seen that many people talk about it bear in mind i'm not on social so maybe some people in the group were already talking about it but fender have opened it's now open uh their first ever flagship store so a dedicated fender store in tokyo's harajuku area so for people who don't know harajuku is like the cool area for <laughs> I, I guess well it's not really hipster i guess harajuku is like a lot of people our age joe would probably know harajuku is like the street where you got like all the anime girls and people in dress up and all of that which was oh, like the right. iconic image of japan in the early 2000s yeah yeah and, it, and i guess it's kind of like that now but that's like it's like the ultimate street for 
fashion and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And Fender have taken over a four-floored H&M building, all glass-fronted, which is now Fender's dedicated, first-ever dedicated retail store. And um, it's amazing. (laughs) It's just like (laughs) this huge, incredible store. Um, But they were talking about, I think there was an interview with Andy Mooney, and he was saying that part of it is to cater for guitar tourism. So effectively, (laughs) us going over there going, we want to buy some stuff that you can't buy elsewhere. Yeah. And then getting it from there and taking it back. Because the great thing is, and I've never done this, and again, hoping that I'd be back in Japan at some point in the near future, you can buy in Japan (sighs) tax-free. So you can buy... for, for listeners, basically, when we worked in GAC, me and Joe worked in GAC, you used to get a lot of people from outside of the European Union being like, oh, can I get tax rebate? So effectively, if you aren't underneath, under the EU um, tax, like general tax, you could basically, if you lived in America, you could buy something in England. When you got back to America, you got this thing stamped and you could reclaim all the tax back, right. 20% tax back. And effectively, you can do the same in Japan. So you can effectively go out there and then you can claim all the tax back when you get back, which is very cool. Yeah. So I think they're they're banking on a lot of people looking at Fender Japan guitars that are exclusive um, and buying them over there. But as I said, when I was over there, it is amazing how much stuff you see that you just don't see anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. So I think that's the kind of thing for me and sort of holding out that, I will um, head to Japan at some point and uh, maybe find something unique out there at some point. Yeah. That's what I'm missing. Not missing a Made in Japan strat. I just, I just want more unique stuff, uh, just because I like it. Yeah, it's uh, that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. What, what they obviously just have such a massive, substantial range of completely unique and interesting stuff. I had no idea it could be tax free. That is very exciting. That was a, if it if, is. if there was any way I could go over there and actually eat anything, then I'd uh, probably go over there. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> are getting um, they are getting better for um, for vegans over there and, and catering for vegan food. Um, it's not as easy <laughs> it is definitely possible and right. having taken a vegan over there they can cater for that right. um so but yeah one day joe one yes, day one we'll day one day we'll go over we'll have to wait for, we'll wait for um we'll wait for guitar summit and let's see yeah. what's at guitar summit because they do have the kind of uh have a lot of builders over there you don't normally see so that's oh, definitely going to be a good so thing. many good builders in germany and and just uh, i guess lots of european builders flock to guitar summit as well so there there's always such interesting excellent mm. stuff there mm. matt before we wrap up this week's uh episode johnny mars just put out a book he has um now i think this i think i first heard about this in the noel gallagher pedal show episode right i think i heard someone else mention it before but yeah basically johnny marr who i obviously he's an iconic guitar player the world over uh we've raved about his um custom shop uh or his his jaguar uh i've met him a couple of times and spoke to him he's a really lovely fella and uh he obviously is a bigger guitar collector than I realised, or maybe some of us realised, and has put out a book called Mars Guitars. 
Uh, and it's basically a photographic presentation of all of the guitars he's kind of ever owned. Absolutely incredible. I, I'm absolutely buying this. I'm a sucker for a hardback book. I am, especially guitar guitars. ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, renowned photographer Pat Graham presents each instrument as a full-body portrait supported by micro shots, highlighting the specific details that make each one unique. Well, Johnny Meyer himself reveals his accompanying commentary on what tracks and at what gig each guitar was played. Wow. Um, you can so, uh, pre-order it now. There's a purchase limit of three per person. And it's four. <laughs> I don't know why they have that, but fine, whatever. It's on Rough Trade. There. I'm looking at the link on £43.99. Um, I'm sure it's similar, similar, similar in dollars. Dear listener, this is definitely something you should be considering if you're a fan of guitar literature. It's Yeah, it was. Um, I think that'd be a slightly more, uh, I guess, to finish. There was one book, and I'll try and remember it for the Patreon. Uh, but there was one book we got offered once at GAC and it was at for sale around the corner where it was basically the book was the size of a normal guitar and every picture was a full life-size picture and it was all these iconic guitars and it came in its own mini flight case. No, that's... Um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you even read that? How do you... It was... No, and I think at the time it was... They were asking for... 800 pounds i think for this book what yeah um i'll have to try and find it between now and perhaps the uh patreon but yeah oh. it was um it was ridiculous and oh, then obviously no one bought them at that price and this this bookshop had loads and i think they were going for like a couple of hundred quid and i was very very tempted at that at one point <laughs> wow yeah that's uh that sounds almost as bad as when that guy made guitar wall hangers with lights behind them that cost more than the custom shop <laughs> well i mean i've certainly seen you can still buy hangers now that cost several hundred pounds <laughs> yeah fair enough fair um, enough well uh dear listener that is about all the time that matt and i have for this week's episode of the guitar nerds podcast if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason you can at info at guitarnerds.net if you want to email us or dm us on instagram message us in the facebook group that's always the best place to spark discussion matt and i are going to be heading over to patreon patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds join us there you visit that website and all the info is there to sign up and support our charming community um we're going to be talking a, a bit about, we've got some more news items we want to talk about, but also we're going to talk about the fantastic range of birth year guitars that you, dear listener, have have all been sharing on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. There have been so many fantastic contributions to that. It's made me really uh, realise that owning a birth year guitar is actually an important thing to do and uh, something as guitar fanatics we should all do. But we're going to be talking through some of our listeners' best bits of um of birthday guitars it would be very exciting sounds great yes well thank you very much for listening everyone we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell goodbye very much everyone for listening to this week's episode of the guitar nerds podcast thank you to our top tier patreon backers for your constant support and making it possible for us to continue doing this podcast thank you to rocket rob patterson marcus deluxe dorsonic pickups rob witherden chris franklin anton fryant 
Russ Meehan, Barry Gresbick, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, Jorin Brown, John Conaway, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Einzer, Mark Hizal Kadawaki, Stuart Robson, Eric File, Peter Pesce, Andy Manley, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Morton, James Dorr, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien, and of course, the wonderful Moog Gravit. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.